You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down in Oklahoma City today with Jordan Evans. Um, I mean, I'm excited to listen to the stuff that you've got to say because obviously you work in cycling and pedestrian stuff and making Oklahoma City more accessible. And it's something that I'm super passionate about uh, and excited to, to hear what the city is doing. But before we get into talking about riding our bikes and walking around, um, Jordan, thanks for coming on the podcast and basically tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so I'm a transportation planner here at ACOG, which is an acronym, stands for the Association of Central Oklahoma Governments. Mm-hmm. We are uh, essentially a council of governments made up of 49 cities, four counties here in central Oklahoma. Um, We're really just kind of a hub for regional collaboration. Um, We do several things. Transportation is what I do. We also do 911 services, um, economic development, water quality, things like that. Yeah. Essentially things that the region has an interest in cooperating on. Sure. So my focus here is, like you said, bicycle and pedestrian um, safety, planning for the future, really just making it a better place for mm-hmm. people to be able to walk and bike for transportation, for recreation, yeah. all that. Which must be hard sometimes, right? Because out here we drive literally everywhere we want to go. We drive like five minutes down the road, drive a mile down the road to go to the gas station. Um, but when you, you know, you're living in the closer downtown area, midtown plaza, whatever, you want access and you want to be able to walk around. And I'm sure that's part of the the plan right and what you love to see and implement as well as Oklahoma City's probably got one of the best bike path routes you know around connect next uh, was it networks around the city right I mean as yeah. a biker myself I loved going on you know the trail from Overholzer all the way down to Wheeler Park and around and I don't have to hit many roads and we all know the bike safety and people getting run over because people are on their phones is, is a big issue yeah yeah you're absolutely right there's um yeah several challenges we run into i mean of course oklahoma city uh, a lot of it was built after the car was around so most of the city was built for the car and Mm -hmm. we have definitely a car culture here Um, but you're right i mean if you live you know just a mile from the grocery store you should be able to just walk there or bike there Um, which we do have a lot of places that are like that especially in downtown oklahoma city and to your point about the trails i mean yeah we have one of the best trail systems in the country um Really, so our entire region, so including Edmond, Norman, Midwest City, all that, we have over 180 miles of trails and uh, like side paths, things like that, that are good for for biking or walking. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just growing. I mean, with maps, we have over 20,000 in um, bike facilities that are planned, eight million in trails. Um, yeah, there's. I feel like there's something new popping up every week. That's so good to see, and the trails are in great shape too. Like the fact that, you know, for me. Like, I hate cycling on the road, especially on a road bike, because it's not comfortable. Or anyone that's, like, getting on a road bike for the first time, like, this is uncomfortable. You know, my seat's too hard. My tires are skinny. But you go on the, the trails, you know, uh, and they're in great shape, too. They're smooth. You don't have to worry about, you know, hitting a pothole here or there or anything anything worse than that. And the ones that I've experienced, anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're always improving. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, even I was just at, out at Katy Trail last week. Last weekend, I think, and they were out there fixing it, fixing it yeah. up. So, 
um, they're always working on it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, so before we dive into like really the, the you know the, the in diving deep into you know everything you do every day, tell me about you know where you grew up uh, and how I guess you got into like this job you know and as a passion and cycling and stuff like that. Yeah, so I grew up um, in Oklahoma. Um, went to Deer Creek High School and you know through or all my schooling really from, since first grade. Um, Deer Creek, I was a uh, ran cross country track. Um, did that since from middle school, was able to get a scholarship to mm -hmm. Northwestern Oklahoma up in Alva. Uh, so I spent my four years up there. Uh, I really loved it. It was um, a small town. It was a really big shift from kind of the Edmond area. Yeah. But, uh, I loved it. loved the people, loved the town, the school. Um, I was able to meet uh, my wife, Natalie, up there. Uh, so we graduated, got married, came back down here. Uh, I Right after school, I got a job at Paycom. Um, after a couple months there, I realized it wasn't for me. So I, uh, I went back, I got, or not back to Alva, but I went back to school, um, pursued my master's in public administration while working for the state regents. I got yeah. a job there and and that was, of course, uh, really great. I, I really liked the regents, the state regents for higher education. That mm -hmm. is. Um, I worked for their college assistance program so with that, I was able to travel the state and talk to kids about scholarships, help them fill out the FAFSA, mm -hmm. um, and really help them get to college, which I felt uh, a lot of pride in doing that. Um, yeah, then after that, um, it was in my schooling um, there at UCO for my master's program uh, is where I kind of started learning about local issues, transportation mm -hmm. issues, and that kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I also liked the aspect of state government where you kind of work with a larger group mm -hmm. of communities, of um, citizens. So this ACOG was kind of a good, happy medium with that as a regional government. You work with several different communities, different agencies, yeah. uh, but you're also working on local issues and things that impact everyone on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. So growing up in kind of Deer Creek, Edmond area, what got you into running originally? So it was, um, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. It's not something that you, know, you expect people to enjoy, but um, I enjoyed it. I, I liked, especially the distance. Is, mm -hmm. It came a little easier to me um, than a lot of things. I was terribly just not coordinated at all. So things like playing soccer, playing basketball, the stuff um, kids typically want to do is, wasn't really my thing. So, But I always found I could you know, run a little bit further than anyone else. So whenever I got... The opportunity to run cross country, um, I jumped on it and I really liked it. Yeah, and then obviously got a scholarship up to Northwestern, which yeah. I'm sure running up there was a lot of fun. It's pretty flat up there, isn't it? It's very flat. Yeah, so it was <laughs> it was great. good. It's a lot of dirt roads to run on. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a really good place to run. Um, it wasn't as competitive of a program as my high school. So Deer Creek was really competitive, and mm -hmm. then up at Northwestern, the team wasn't quite as competitive. But um, it was great. I mean, I got to meet some great friends. Still travel. Yeah you know, up to Kansas, Arkansas, Missouri, stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. It helped yeah. pay for college. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's nice, isn't it? When, you, when you're good at a sport and a, 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 you know, a college is like, you know what, we'll pay you to come here. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. We'll pay for school if you come here. That, that, that would be really good. I'll yeah. take that, right? Yeah, I'm definitely. sure like you had enough self-awareness at that point that you knew that, you know, you, you knew that this wasn't going to be like a career for you, right? Running wasn't going to be a career for you. Right. So 
best thing ever is to do um you know and a lot of people listening should if they've got kids or whatever or maybe they might be thinking about going to college like if you have that self-awareness knowing that hey i'm not gonna be a professional in this world that i'm in go to a d2 or an naia school and get a full ride or yeah. get a college get some paid for right because you know there's nothing worse than graduating with debt right yeah. and having to you know we both probably both know that we have friends who are probably still paying off their college debt like it's it's, it's almost a racket right? right college that is but that's really cool um obviously you had a great time up in northwestern and met some awesome friends uh i mean it's cowboy country up there isn't it oh yeah absolutely yeah. yeah i i didn't know what an ag program was until i went up there and i was a weird one for not having to take an ag yeah um but but yeah, it's definitely cowboy country. Yeah, that's awesome. I I I went to SNU, so so they were in our conference, um, and yeah, we used to go up there and hang out, or go and watch basketball games, or whatever it was, and travel, and got some friends from up there. So it's definitely a fun school. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful area up there too. So mm-hmm. I mean, you have the Great Salt Plains that are nearby that we'd go out and hike, and then you have the caverns out in Freedom, Oklahoma, which isn't too far. So it was cool being up there and. Being able to still like be outdoor, like outdoors and go see all yeah. these different places, um, and being far enough away from home that it's not it's not like ten minutes down the street where you're home every weekend, right? You're kind of you are out, you know, even though it's what a couple of hours. You're still you still feel like you're away from home and getting to experience college life. Yeah, and that was a, that was a big factor on it too. Is I was able to go there. I was far enough away. I, I live on campus, but it wasn't so much that I had to take out you know a ton mm. of student loans. Um, it was an affordable school. I was able to get a little bit of scholarship through cross country. And then um, I just kind of picked up small scholarships here and there and then worked yeah. a bunch. But uh, it was a it was a good experience. Yeah. Did you cycle much while you were out there or not? Oh, did not that come later? Yeah, that really came later. Um, no, I didn't really get into biking at all until um, really moving downtown Oklahoma City. So mm-hmm. I lived um, out kind of near Lake Hefner for a little while while we um, when we first moved to Oklahoma City. Um, and I was still running then, but I didn't really get into cycling until it was more of a, a way to get around town. Yeah. And now you live in pretty close downtown Oklahoma City, right? Yeah, we live in Class and Ten Pen, which That's is right. near the Plaza District. Yeah. So having a cruiser bike and popping around town is really easy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have just a little single speed. I use it to get, you know, to Vanessa House or down to the park or something like that. Yeah. Uh, we really enjoy doing that. And of course, going to the Plaza, it's just about a half mile, so it's an easy bike. Uh, so that's really the way I got into biking was just kind of getting around. And then yeah. it wasn't until a few months ago that I bought like a road bike and I've really started kind of getting on the trails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different animal than that. The road bike is so different. It makes it so wow, much easier, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, they said, cause they, a friend of mine has been riding his mountain bike and going out and riding around Overholzer from his house in Yukon on his mountain bike. And he's got like his kid strapped to the back as well. I'm like, oh, wow. how are you, do- like, that's a serious workout. He's like, why, should I get a road bike? I'm like, yes, like you can happily borrow mine. And I'll, it's, you could probably do two laps much easier yeah. than you could ride, you know, one lap on a mountain bike. But it's quite funny to see him ride around with his little kid on the back and kid mm-hmm. loves it, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, and it's great that we have, you know, the opportunity to do stuff like that in Oklahoma City and working for a place like this that, that prides themselves, I'm sure, on on pedestrian traffic and pedestrian, you know, accessibility is, is something that makes you smile coming to work every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely nice going to a job where you know you're you're working to make a difference, make working to make the community a little safer, mm-hmm. makes your day to day stuff a little easier. Yeah. So to that point, what uh, when you started working here, what 
um, you know, what, what was it like initially? And then, you know, what are you guys excited to work on? Any big projects that you worked on while you've been here and then stuff in the future as well? Yeah, so I got here and I really kind of hit the ground running. As soon as I got here, we were kind of in the stages of updating um, our active transportation plan, mm -hmm. which is our long range plan of where we see the, the, the region um, in terms of biking and walking. So they had just kind of got started on that before I got here. So we, I got in and started working on that um, and working with the communities, seeing what their priorities are, talking with some of our committees, which we have made up of citizens, other city government workers, yeah. um, and talking with them about what they would like to see and what they have now. Uh, and that's been a long process. It's been about a little over a year in the making, mm -hmm. but we're hopefully going to get it approved uh, either next month or in April. Uh, we're working yeah. on that. So. That was my first big project. Um, it feels nice to kind of have it about done. Uh, but other than that, we've been doing, you know, uh, May is bike month. We usually try to hit that pretty hard. So okay. we use it as an opportunity to promote biking as a way of getting around, um, show its legitimacy as a form of transportation. Mm -hmm. uh, so we use that bike day, uh, which we kind of do the regional coordination of it, but each city does their own event. So we try to help out with that where we can. Yeah. So those are two of the big things we do um, lately. Bike day is, tell me about bike day. What, you can expand on that as yeah. well. Yeah, so bike to work day, um, it's put on by the National League or the League of American Bicyclists. Okay. And it's a na national event, um, usually happens about the third week of May. This year it's gonna be May 21st. Mm -hmm. So they use that day and everyone, typically in a normal year, would get together, um, go ride either to work or yeah. here in Oklahoma City, we kind of meet around the city, so at different parts. Um, the last year we did it, we met a group at the Plaza District, rode through Mesta Park, down, met at Bicentennial Park. Yeah. Um, kind of get together there. And then downtown Oklahoma City sponsored coffee from um, um, oh, the bus. I forgot the name of it. Oh, Junction. Junction, thank yeah. you. Yeah, they sponsored coffee from Junction. Uh, so it was a great place to meet, and there was probably about 200 people there. Yeah. So, uh, and then of course we have Edmund that does it, uh, Norman does it, Yukon uh, does an event, so. Mm -hmm. That must great. be really exciting to see people come together and, and get people out of the house and out of their usual, you know, okay, I'm gonna drive to work today. Well, no, I'm actually gonna get on my bike and, and see how it is and pick a great day in May. And obviously, fingers crossed, the weather's good. Right. Um, but to get out like that and experience, even if it's just once a year, it's a, it's a pretty cool, unique event to do, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's, it's fun to see the different like types of bicyclists. So you, you kind of see your your kind of um, spandex bicyclists who are mm -hmm. out there, but then you also have your your people in jeans, their single speeds yeah. going out there, and it's you know we're all we're all trying to go for the same goal, or right. to get to our destination safely. So yeah, it's cool to if you've never ridden in a big group, that's a cool feeling too. Yeah, it's different. Much different, isn't it? Yeah, it's you exciting. have all those little uh, subtle cues that people give you about. When they're turning, like if there's something in the road, yeah. things you don't really think about when you're riding on your own, you just kind of avoid. Yeah, so so that's coming up in May, uh, and Bike Month is just an entire month of making people aware of, of bike paths and bike accessibility and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just, you know, we're trying to get as much information out there as we can. Mm -hmm. um, that's our main goal. So last year, since we, we couldn't really meet in a group uh, right. during in May, we put on a, a scavenger hunt that we, we kind of listed out a few places that just about every community has, you know, yeah. public library, city hall, um, you know, a park, and gave them a list and then want, had them go out, take mm -hmm. pictures, use a hashtag, and we did a drawing for everyone that, yeah. that participated. Yeah. Um, so it's just another thing we could tr we're trying to do to get 
people out on the roads, get seen. Right. And then, you know, try to raise awareness. Is that something that's kind of going to happen again this year coming up? Yeah, well, we plan to do it again. It was, we really enjoyed doing yeah. it. Um, it was pretty successful, for, especially the first year. So we'll do it again mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, that'd be exciting too. It gets people out and, and you know, in their friend group or if, they, if you have two or three friends in your friend group that like to ride and the others don't, I'm sure you, you, they, with enough persuasion, they can get them out of the house and hang out and, and go ride and have a good time. We all know enough people with, you know, the great thing about cyclists is we don't just have one bike, do we? Right. right? We yeah. have multiple yeah. <laughs> for all, all times and, and all uh, all occasions, which is, so if you think you want to get involved and you don't have a bike, ask your cycle friends because they'll have a bike for sure. Yeah, they probably have a spare. Yeah. Uh, what's it been like? Have you guys had to like collaborate? I know you mentioned like collaborating with local cities and governments and stuff like that. What's the bike shop scene like? Do you guys collaborate with bike shops and how is that received? Yeah, so we do occasionally, and typically it's for bike month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll work with some bike shops on setting up events. If the city doesn't have the capacity to do yeah. an event, we'll typically go to the bike shop next and see uh-huh. if they can help out with that. Um, they'll also sometimes donate prizes for those those things like that scavenger hunt. Sure. Uh, so we try to collaborate with them on that that stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exciting. That's, and I, it's being kind of getting into it more and more, I've realized that, the kind of bike community in Oklahoma City, it's its like any other community in Oklahoma. Like it's, people look at cyclists sometimes, especially the ones who wear spandex and dress like Power Rangers as kind of like, I've related it to the early wine community. Like you're kind of a little snobby, they don't really wave, but it's totally not that. Like it's, you might get that once or twice where if you ride around Lake Hefner or wherever you're going and, and in a race or whatever, but the general bike community is just like any other Oakland community where everyone is just so easy to get along with and has a great time. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, yeah, you can, of course there's always people out there who you, know, you catch on a bad day or, you know, they're in the middle of a mm-hmm. 50 mile ride and they don't have the, you know, the bandwidth to, to give a wave, which is, you know, understandable. Uh, but we do have, you know, there's groups out there that, that are so inclusive and we have the, the bike yeah. league, the, um, Oklahoma bike society, uh, even, um, there's this group that popped up on Instagram, hide and go bike that they're just a, uh, a bunch of like mm-hmm. commuter cycles essentially that get together and, yeah. uh, do these rides. So it's, it's definitely inclusive. And uh, if you're interested in biking, reach right. out to one of those groups and they can help set you up. Yeah, and and I love um, Ryan down at Ride OKC. Oh yeah, like Ryan's what they're awesome. doing, it's it's so cool to see that. And when it first came to Oklahoma City, I'm like, well, that's kind of different. Hopefully, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, there's a way to do it, and and they're still doing it. So clearly, there is. Yeah, which is awesome to see. And then, what's the? Do they, is there a full moon ride every year as well, or when is yeah. that? Not yeah, every so year, but that is it. Once a year, or is it like? No, they usually have a couple in okay. the summers. Um, Married Gardens will it'll be down there. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, they'll usually have a pretty big group too uh, that, that you get out and um, it's typically like right at sunset. So you bring yeah. you your bike, get your lights. Um, you'll see people with these string lights all over their bike. Yeah. Um, and they get out there and do a couple miles of a ride. Yeah, I've always seen pictures of that. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, so enough about cycling. What about the walking and running side of things? Yeah, so that's um, definitely something that we're trying to hit hard or hit more. Um, especially with the pedestrians. So pedestrian fatalities have been increasing uh-huh. pretty substantially. Um, so even looking at, it's like a five-year average from you know 2005 to 2010 to now. I mean, it's over 100%. Wow. Do you, is that because more people are on their phones? So that's, that's definitely one of the contributing factors. Yeah. We think people are 
more distracted than they used to be. Sure. Um, we also, people are buying bigger cars than they used to. Uh-huh. So there's more SUVs on the road. Um, and then when you combine those two things, it's, right. it's definitely deadly. Yeah, getting hit by an SUV or getting hit by a car is a big significant, I mean, yeah. they're both, they're both going to hit, but it's a significant right. difference. Yeah, I mean, it? it's a matter of like where the car hits you on your yeah. body. If, if it hits you in the legs, you know, you, you break a couple of legs, which yeah. is awful, but. But you survive. But if it hits you in the yeah. torso, I mean, that's. Yeah, it's, it's hard to survive that. Jeez, that's mad. I didn't realize that. I mean, I, I would assume it would increase due to, uh, like, my initial reaction. People are probably on their phones too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I didn't even think of the, the truck and car size because, I mean, trucks obviously outweigh cars on the road here, especially right. in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and speed is a huge contributing factor. So so when you go from, you know, if you hit, hit by a car at 20 miles an hour, you have mm-hmm. about a 90% chance of making it. But if you get hit by a car going 40 miles an hour, about yeah. a 10% chance. Wow. And and when you're really driving, I know that sounds like a big difference, but when you're driving, it's, I mean, it's a flex of the right foot in there right. or a quick touch of the brake, like to, to slow you down. It's, yeah. that's probably the, the tough side of what you do, right? Is dealing with, you know, these statistics and the facts and, and really diving into the data that is, yeah. I mean, fatalities and seeing those numbers increase. That's not what you want to see, right? You want to, you want a downtrend. Right. That's, I mean, that's the goal is to just to get reverse it. Right now, our, our goal is to just stop it going up. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, there's so many things that could go into it. We're, we've recently partnered with Oklahoma City and then um, the Oklahoma Highway Safety Office. Mm-hmm. We've got a grant through them to update the Watch For Me campaign. Okay. So it's a bike and pedestrian safety campaign that was started a couple of years ago by Oklahoma City. Um, but we're, we're working with them to expand it region-wide. So we're working on updating the brand mm-hmm. and then setting kind of some priorities of how we want to get that message out. Um, so it's essentially just a public awareness campaign, yeah. letting people know, hey, look out for bicycles on the road, watch out for pedestrians. Um, these people yeah. are, are out there. Keep your eyes out. Um, they're just like me and you. It's right. not some you know, person that you don't know. I mean, they could be your neighbor, it could be your grandma, uh-huh. anything like that. So. It's one piece of the puzzle, but we're, we're hoping that it'll sure. do something. And it, and it definitely goes both ways too, right? Because you have like cyclists and, and I'm one of them that I like all oh, my cycle. My bike is black. My outfit's black. Like I, if I don't put my lights on, you cannot see me. Right. Uh, and educating the cyclists too and the runners and everything to like wear reflective gear and make sure that you stand out because like I said, it is literally life or death if somebody hits you and that's not, you don't even want to roll the dice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, so bicyclists are, are categorized as vehicles on the road. So they yeah. have the same rights and responsibilities that a car uh, mm-hmm. or a person driving a car has. So yeah. when you come to that stop sign, it's easy to roll it, but uh, you need to stop yeah. by law. Um, same with like stop lights and you stop, check. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, like you said, just one one little mistake can be life or death. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned speed. So a lot of, it's a lot of, I guess, what you guys will work towards is lowering speeds in downtown areas and, you know, 20 or 25 mile hour speed limits, stuff like that. I know Edmund do a great job of that, especially in downtown. Yeah, Edmund, that was a great uh, thing that Edmund did. The, um, so they, they lowered their speed in downtown to 20 miles per hour mm-hmm. and then, uh, restricted right turns on red, which are really dangerous too for pedestrians. So that was a huge improvement for their downtown area, yeah. uh, especially since they're doing so much to make it more um, pedestrian friendly and they're bringing in new businesses, trying to bring in uh, people to live downtown. Mm-hmm. 
So it's it's something that's going to definitely benefit the city and, yeah. and the people living downtown. Would they be kind of one of the the top cities as far as like the leading example of doing it, or is there any others that stand out for their downtown? Probably yes. Yeah. I would I would say that they're the leading example for that. Um, so so typically the speed limits in the majority of our neighborhoods downtowns is twenty five mm-hmm. miles per hour. Um, so they're they're the first ones to drop it to twenty. Um, there's actually a bill that was introduced by Senator Hicks this session about lower, allowing communities to lower their speed limits to 20 miles per hour because right now the, the statute says 25. But, uh, so that'll be another step forward Yeah. Um, if it passes. But, but yeah, they're definitely leading the way on, in their downtown area for sure. Yeah, and it's, it's important. And, and I know, especially they're making it obviously great for bikes and for walking as well. And I know Edmund's done a huge job with making it easier to walk around and, and also putting in attractions to make people want to walk from a restaurant to you know to to dinner uh, no sorry from a restaurant to grab you know some ice cream or coffee or whatever it is or go to the park like yeah. it's that all helps too and it's having it's always great when you're like yeah we have granny plenty of places for you to walk and ride but we've nothing for you to walk and ride too right so i'm sure that's a huge battle too in some of the lesser developed places that you know you're like yeah we're gonna help but the city's gonna help too make this yeah. a place that people want to walk around it's fine as you spending a ton of money on you know, giant double wide paths so you can ride a bike along if there's nothing to ride to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why so much, so much of that deals with um, like, you know, urban planning and zoning, making sure that there's places near residential areas that it's easy to get from your house to the downtown or easy to get to, you know, the grocery Uh, store, all that plays into it. Cause yeah, if it's, you know, a a 10 mile trek to the grocery store, it's not, you're not going to walk there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, with with obviously we're at, in January, the start of the new year. Um, what what are you excited for this year? Other than obviously we've talked about bike month, but what else is coming up? What do you what projects you excited to work on? And then, you know, where where do you see Oklahoma City and the this region going with obviously moving forward? But you know, how does that feel? And what what are you excited about? Yeah. So the biggest thing I'm excited about for the Oklahoma City area is the the maps projects. Um, getting getting those funds in and starting to get bike facilities on the ground, those new trails, those new sidewalks, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big step. Uh, so th- I'm really excited for that. Um, more at like our organizational level, uh, the Watch For Me campaign that I mentioned earlier is one of the things I'm most excited about, yeah. ready to get going on that. Um, we're, we're hoping to launch that in May. Um, so we're still working on that, getting some videos together and things. Uh-huh. Um, we're also, so uh, we're working on our regional long range plan, which we have to do every five years. Um, it's required by federal government that we, that we do this. And um, that's one of our big projects and mapping out all transportation issues, not just bike ped, but gotcha. environmental issues, transit, things like that as well. Yeah. Um, we're working on that and that'll be done in October. Yeah. So that's one of our big projects this year as an organization. It's going to be a busy year then, which is great. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be definitely a busy year. And I'm sure, you know, obviously COVID's terrible and it's ruined a lot of events, but getting people outside is now encouraged, right? Which is nice to be able to tie that in with, hey, now we, we there is a serious need for bigger paths and bike stuff so people can go outside and wander around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are looking for ways to get out of their house. Um, so really, I mean, even last year, 
the bike industry saw a 120% increase in sales uh-huh. of bicycles. I mean, if you go to a bike shop, you're going to struggle to yeah. find a bike. Um, and that's, I mean, even still, I was at Academy the other day and there wasn't any bike, there were no bikes left on their shelves. Yeah. And that's still a year after, you know, when the big boom kind of started with our, um, with COVID and everything. So that's definitely a good thing to see getting people yeah. outside and, um, on those trails. And like you said, it's, it's making, it's showing that there is a demand for this, uh, which it makes our case a little bit easier to argue right. um, when we're saying, Hey, you guys should be adding new trails. You should be adding bike lanes to these roads. Yeah, because everyone's fighting for tax dollars and dollars to spend on on the things that they think that they want. But like I said, when you have that significant increase in cycling, uh, you know, there is seriously is a need to accommodate all these cyclists. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, not just from those people who are, are, they're all new to biking, right? They're not cyclists who... Um, for the majority are like they you know they get out and it's a sport for them the people who have got into it are mostly hobby based yeah. and they just want to go out and ride around because it's something to do yeah which is amazing absolutely so, yeah, yeah it's i mean it's, it helps so many th- i mean personally it helps their health um mm-hmm. mental state well-being all that it's definitely yeah. benefited just being outside being active um getting in our parks on our trails those things are a huge benefit to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and economically, it's, it's a boost too. You have people on the streets who are out there and they're not you know, zooming past your business at 40 miles an hour. They're out there right, um, you know, right there on your, on your doorstep and they can just hop off their bike, walk into the store, buy something. Yeah. Um, on average, bicycles typically do spend more at local businesses than uh, people driving cars. So. That's interesting. It makes so much sense. I didn't even think of that. That makes so much sense, yeah. right? You're right. It's like... You know, if you're stopping off, you you take you have more time, don't you? You you're passing a business a lot slower, and you take a lot more in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that I love that. I didn't even think of that. That's really cool. So if someone's listening and they live in a town or in an area that they you know they that what we've been talking about really speaks to them, and they want to reach out, or they want to get involved, or advocate for more stop signs, lower speed limit, whatever. How do they how do they go about doing that? Yeah, so they can, um, of course, talking to your city council is the biggest thing. Um, so find out who your council, council person is, who your mayor is, mm-hmm. who your city manager is. Uh, talk to them about these things because they're the ones who are going to have that say ultimately. Um, if you need help advocating for these things, mm-hmm. reach out to the um, Oklahoma Bike Society and they can help you um, craft a message. They have a bunch of good resources on their website that can help you with this. Um, if you're in like our area, the Oklahoma City Land Runners is a really good mm-hmm. organization. Uh, they definitely made a lot of um, good or big uh, steps to increasing yeah. um, safe facilities for runners and pedestrians in our area. So reaching out to groups like that is a good step. Um, but yeah, ultimately talk to your council person and yeah. um, that will help move that along. Awesome. Well, mate, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing stories and telling us more about you know what the city in, is doing and, and what you guys are doing for the region because you know, it goes a long way. People need it. Uh, people like myself, I, I see the benefit to it. And hopefully now this new influx of bikers do as well, uh, especially runners as well. And just, you know, even if it's not, even if you don't bike or you don't run, you want to get out and you want to walk around, then you, you now, there's increased possibility of being able to do that safely. So appreciate your time. Uh, for everyone listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. 
For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.